Hello and welcome to the Kick in the Creatives podcast, hosted by myself, Sandra Busby, and my fellow creative, Tara Roskell, offering you interviews, inspiration, motivation, and a gentle prod in the right direction. And for lots more information, challenges, and other useful tools to help you get creating, you can go to www.kickinthecreatives.com. And of course, this is where you can also find today's show notes. Enjoy the show. Welcome everyone to today's show. And today we're going to be talking about the difference between inspiration and imitation. And is anything really original? But before we get onto that, as always, we want to say a big thanks to everyone who's been sharing their work with us on social media. Um, oh, there's so much that's caught my eye. So, so many people posting pictures every day so it's really hard to choose but um, I'm going to mention Julie Turner and she's been doing Aqua January and she's done some really lovely paintings and she did this really lovely uh, watercolour of some marbles which obviously you know I loved (laughs) because I paint marbles quite a lot and uh, she did a fabulous watercolour sketch of an elephant in her sketchbook so I've been really enjoying her work. Have you seen any of those, Tara? Yeah, I have. I loved her. Love her watercolours. I've seen them before. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful, aren't they? Tanya Crozier, she's a new member and she came in with a bang. She did this beautiful watercolour of a bird. And it made me laugh because she, she kind of said that she had absolutely no idea what she was doing and kind of asking us how she can improve. And the thing is, this painting was stunning. So she obviously has no idea how, how good she already is. So that was that was really nice to see. Uh Sue Watson, she's doing the kick 365 challenge and i've been really enjoying her drawings as well so what about you tara what's caught your eye well i thought i'd pick a few people from instagram because i think we neglect them a little bit so i really like a leaf abstract photo by and i don't know if i'm going to say this right at m-e-u-d-m um yeah so that's that's really nice photo it almost looks like a map over a leaf i guess and then we've got creative ink by v uh that's on instagram as well and she's created some really lovely watercolors in oval shapes i really like those we've shared these by the way all these i think we've shared on our instagram as reposts so check those out and then another one katie underscore taylor 21 on instagram she's been sharing some lovely art journal pages so make sure you check those out so anyway sandra what is new with you well You might remember last time I mentioned that I might be doing the Kick 365 challenge and I hadn't yet decided because it's kind of one of those things. If I'm going to do it, I want to make sure I actually do do it. And um, I'm doing it. When did you start? Did you start January the 1st or not? I did, yeah. Yeah. I started January the 1st and we are now on, well, as we record this, it's now day 16. And yeah, I've done um, a drawing every single day. In fact, some days I've been just doing several drawings. So it's quite often the case, isn't it? You sort of start doing something and then you end up spending an hour. Yeah. So on some days I've done sort of like... I, yesterday I did a page of faces and rather than doing one face and saying that's today's I just carried on and ended up with four faces on the page and so I'm actually loving it really loving it and I'm it was quite nice because it tied in with when I just finished my last sketchbook I say it tied in with that I probably finished it about oh, seven or eight days ago so you know I'm starting a new sketchbook now and it's given me a chance to kind of treat it in a different way than I do some of 
my other sketchbooks. So, because you're different than me, aren't you? You'll randomly use different sketchbooks at any different time, whereas I tend to work through one, finish it, and then go on to another. And I was flicking through my last year's sketchbook, and I thought, no, this this year I'm going to be a bit more random in it. I'm going to use a lot more colour, be a bit more experimental. And um, yeah, so I'm loving it, really loving it. I'm really glad I've made the decision because now I have, I'm really into it. So and what are you um, going to do? You know, you said you're doing all these extra sketches. Are you going to keep some of those? So say you haven't got time another time, are you going to count that as the next day or whatever? Uh, well, I'm hoping that I will really genuinely do a drawing every single day because really that is the point. Yeah. I mean, I suppose if one day... Um, I really can't. I mean, there are days where you really can't, aren't there? Maybe you're you're ill or something happens, and you or, or you're travelling to go on holiday. But even then, you can do a drawing, can't yeah. you? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There are times when there will be times, I'm sure, where it will just not be possible. So, but I I will be able to think to myself, yeah, but I did four yesterday. Yeah. Or just do another <laughs> one. What I won't do. Yeah. Yeah. What I, what I won't do is think, oh, I'll have four days off. Yeah. I won't do that. I will every every day that it is possible to do a sketch. I'm going to do one for 365 days. So wish me luck. And a few people are doing that as well, aren't they, in our group? So um, it's quite nice to see that other people are doing it as well. Yes, Sue, that you mentioned, Sue Watson. She's mm. doing it uh, a self-portrait, isn't she, every day? Yeah. And any for any listeners, you don't have to start this challenge on the 1st of January. It's a it's a challenge you can take up at any point and you just have to mark it in your calendar that that's the day of the next year that you you finish the challenge so it's not something you have to think oh I've got to wait a whole year I saw something I can't even remember where I watched it now I've been watching so much different stuff but you know yeah. do you remember Seinfeld supposedly had a calendar up because he wrote jokes every day with the old crosses Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Apparently he had a big calendar up, so and he would try and write a joke every day and then put a cross on the calendar when he'd done it. And, and people were saying that they do that with their art, you know, when they're doing these challenges. So you can see you've got this nice big cross up there. Yeah. No, it's good. And, and the, the trick for me is I have to do it in the morning. It's funny because I looked after my daughter's children for, for a whole night, and um, I think it was from 2 o'clock one day till 2 o'clock the next. And bearing in mind, one of them's five and the other's five months old. So uh, the the morning that I woke up with these children was obviously after a, quite a broken night. And uh, I was absolutely knackered. And by the time Adele picked the, the kids up at two o'clock the next day, I just, oh, I was so tired. And so I I almost almost got to a point where I thought I'm never going to get this drawing done I because I, I sat down on the sofa and thought I'm just going to die today on the sofa <laughs> I'm just going to sleep and then I thought no no I've got to do this so I thought no I'll go in and I will get it done and then I've done it and I did and I just drew something really I think it was a hand or something just because I know I can knock up a hand quite quickly so I did I drew a hand but that was just on one of those days where it's like oh no but the, the trick for me is always doing it first thing in the morning so I get up and I go into work usually an hour early and I start I do my drawings then because when I when once I've done that, I know it's done and then I can just get on with my day. So do you feel good for having done <clears> that drawing? Really thing? good. Yeah. Really good. And I'm always at my most creative in the morning. So if I am going in to do some painting, if I haven't started painting by lunchtime, then I almost 
I might as well write the date, write it off because I know that I won't start. So I always have to get in the studio by 10 at the latest when I'm doing my painting. So, and on that note, by the way, I've almost finished the painting at the moment. So that is um, really exciting. I just love this stage where I can see the finish line, you know. So I was going to like work on it last weekend. But the only problem was I'd used white in the layer I'd done before, which was a fair amount of white. And white is just takes forever to dry. So um, it wasn't dry enough to do a glaze over the top, which is what I wanted to do. So I was just drawing really on that day. Um, but I, it was so funny. I, I've got to tell you this story about Paul. My, you know, sometimes we talk about being distracted when you're painting and drawing and you've got to try not yeah. to... <laughs> what's he try doing? Not to let, you know... Your distractions distract you. Well, it's quite funny because um, a couple of days before I was working on the painting, you know, when you're in that zone and you're just in full concentration and, yeah. you know, everything else kind of goes, fades into nothing, doesn't it? Anyway, I'd probably been working on my painting about an hour or so, completely in the zone. And then my mobile phone rung in the studio and I picked it up and it was Paul who was indoors. <laughs> and he said... Um, Sandra, I've got an emergency. I need your help. I was like, oh, okay, two secs. Let, let me just um, stop when I, as soon as I can and I'll come in. So, of course, he's like, yeah, fine, just quick as you can, though. So I was at this point. I thought, oh, I'll leave it. I'll just leave it here. Put my brushes down. Thought I'd go in and see what he needed. When I went in, he said, I said, what's up? And he said, um, I've lost my cup of tea. <laughs> what i said are you serious he said no he said this is the weirdest thing he said i've i remember making this cup of tea i even know i remember putting the milk in the fridge he said i've looked in the fridge i've looked in the cupboard where the tea bags in he said i can't find my cup of tea anyway he said i need to know am i going mad and i said did you actually call me in for this and he was kind of grinning tongue-in-cheek he went well yeah, because somewhere around here is my tea. <laughs> it's an emergency. <laughs> anyway, no sooner had he said that, because we've got a fireplace that kind of goes through, it's kind of knocked through the kitchen and the lounge. And as he yeah. sort of said, seriously, I think I'm going mad. And he went, oh, I've just seen it. And what happened, he'd, he'd gone in the lounge, he'd looked in the lounge. But when I was in the kitchen, he'd actually looked at it from a different angle through the fireplace. And uh, he saw it. I was like, I literally can't believe you just did that to me. I was like, I'm in the zone. It was quite funny, but I thought like you got a leaky pipe or no, something, that's and he what was I trying thought. to. <laughs> the thing is, normally, normally Cute I have grief. my phone on Do Not Disturb when I'm painting, but occasionally I forget, and it was just one of those times. And um, I think he was just bored. That's what I actually think. That <laughs> <laughs> drive me nuts. Anyway. We should go on to you. What is new with you? Well, I have to admit, I've hardly done any drawing. <gasps> no. I know. I did a few before Christmas. I was doing dipping in and out of the doodle challenge. Mm. I wasn't doing like every day. I never, you know, planned to do it every day. But sort of since then and Christmas, just haven't, I haven't even wanted to. It's a little bit of a slump I think I'm going, going through. But... Saying that, I have been doing a lot of planning for a project yeah. that I'm going to do. Yeah. That I have told you a little bit about, so but you can pretend to be surprised <gasps> if you want. <laughs> what project is that? <laughs> well, 
I'm, I'm going to do it as I'm kicking the creatives and we're going to be doing little discussions about it. But basically, it's going to be called Find Your Art Style Experiment, purely because I can't think of a shortened version. <laughs> it's got a ring to it. And what it's going to be is, you know, I've been trying to find a style that I really like drawing in. Even though I've Don't said you? a million times you've got one, yeah. but go on. Yeah. But yes, but your definition of style and my definition of style is quite different. Yeah. yeah. And which we're going to make a video about that, aren't yes. we? Talking about yeah. that. But Anyway, so I thought what I would do is I would do, say, I, th- I think I'm planning it, and I can't believe I'm saying this online, I'm planning to do it for 60 days. Ooh. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it'll be. <laughs> every day I, I want to move forward in some way to try to discover my style. Now, I know that over 60 days I might not discover totally what I want to do, but it will be say, reading books on what other people suggest about finding your style, looking at tutorials, and I've already watched some already, which I'll be talking about. And so each week I'll be setting myself little projects and we'll be talking about them as we go along to try and discover my style. And I thought, because everybody's got such different ideas about it, haven't they? Mm. This discover your style thing. So I thought it'd be quite interesting to, you know, try out these courses and see, do they really work? And will they, obviously everybody's different. So the aim is that I will make a few videos a week of what I've been doing. And we're going to make some videos of us talking about it as well, aren't we? And how you discovered your style. And of course, if anybody wants to join in, They'd be very welcome, wouldn't they, to find their style at the same time, follow along? Absolutely, yeah. And they could just hashtag it, find your art style experiment yeah. as well. So I'm going to start on the 1st of February because that's when our February faces starts. And as you know, I love drawing faces. So I think my focus for finding my style, I think it's going to be faces and people. But obviously something else crops up. You know, on the way, I'm not going to restrict it to that, but I think that's where it's going to be. So if anyone else wants to join me, you know, that'd be great. And, you know, just hashtag it, hashtag it, (laughs) hashtag it. Find your art style experiment, which is really short and snappy, isn't it? So we're going to feature these on our YouTube channel, are we? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, That's and, and we decided. Yeah, and I think um, going on to our YouTube channel, we're we're kind of making a few little changes, aren't we, to our Art Kick Sundays? We're going to mix it up a bit with um, all sorts of videos, not just um, the style we normally do, but we're going to kind of mix it up with some, um, you know, sketchbook flick throughs and a little bit of um, lifestyle videos and how we fit time in and and yeah not not just what we've been doing so you might want to check that out yeah we're not just going to be wearing silly masks and <laughs> things on our heads and no that. no not always no. no of course we will have some of that <laughs> yeah we want to do some more i guess so we're hoping to do somewhere we're just talking to each other online, you know, and sharing things that we like. Mm. Book reviews, maybe, that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Vlog style maybe yeah. as well if we get up the nerve. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, I think it's going to yeah. be fun. I think it's going to be a lot more of a mixture on there. So, yeah, have a, have a look at that. And hopefully in a few weeks' time, there'll be quite a, a nice mix of videos. So um, what about Kofi supporters? We've had a few yeah. of those, haven't we? we, we we basically had a, another Kofi supporter. So we want to thank Adrian, who left the message for us. Loving this group. I've never done so much art. Thank you for all the info. So thank you so much. And uh, 
your weird coffee moustache will be coming up at some point in the future, <laughs> won't it? And we also had an iTunes review that I've, I've put for you, Sandra, I think, if you've got it. No. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> right, okay. Let it. me find. Let me find the iTunes review. I put it on your bit. <gasps> right, it says... Friendly and warm. KITC podcast is a friendly and warm companion on my commute to work. I've loved listening to Sandra and Tara, mainly Tara. No, she doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Discuss all kinds of topics about creativity with each other as well as their engaging guests. Their Facebook group is also wonderful. And that's from Kathy I-N-N-H. I assume that's where she's from, N-H. But yeah, thank you very much, Kathy. Yeah, thank you. That's really nice to hear. So, I suppose we ought to get on to today's um, episode, really, and start talking about the benefits of inspiration as opposed to imitation. And the two are quite different things. So, first of all, let's talk about our own definitions of inspiration. So, Tara, let's start with you. What's your definition of inspiration? Okay, so for me, inspiration is when you hear something or see something and it sparks your own idea. So, you're not literally taking that thing in itself and copying it you're just taking a little bit of a spark an idea for it so for example you might see a lovely drawing in mixed media and it uses two materials you may never have considered of using before so you might decide that you're going to draw something using those two media it might not look anything like the thing you've seen but it's just again that spark of your idea or you might hear something on a podcast, maybe a story or someone talking about a piece of art that gives you the spark of an idea to create something new. So I guess inspiration for me is just the spark rather than literally taking something as it is. Um, one thing I just wanted to share was I was listening to this podcast at the weekend. I think I told you about it and I really got inspired by that. It was the Creative Pep Talk podcast. Now, if you haven't listened to this, ha- have a listen. It's by a guy called Andy J. Pizza. And I think, I think that's a pseudonym somehow. <laughs> um, but he's done an episode on 20 creative prompts. And I was thinking, how the heck are you going to do an episode on that? Thinking it was just going to be like a word prompt. Yeah. But it was so good. He, it was basically different ways you could get inspired. And he went into backstories or his story of how he'd used it or other people that shared it and how they'd used it. But after listening to that, I got an idea for a possible theme that I might use in my little find your style, art style experiment. So it's it's like he didn't actually say anything that was like the theme that I'm going to do, but it sort of triggered that thing there. Yeah. Can I just say, you said pod, yeah. you said podcast earlier. So... You're in, you you're obviously imitating me because you normally oh, say maybe. podcast. <laughs> I actually think I do both because my parents say cast, but I think Kevin says cast. Yes. <laughs> so I get both influences. It's nothing to do with you. Oh. <laughs> well, I suppose my definition of inspiration is really. I mean, it can happen at any given moment, and it's it it's what would trigger me to sort of think. Oh God, I'd love to try that, or I'm going to use that in this, or oh, I love the light flickering on that glass. I'm I'm going to that really makes me want to paint that, or or sometimes you'll be online and you'll see things, you know, on a 
maybe a YouTube channel or Instagram and you think, oh, I love how they've done that. I'd love to incorporate that somehow in my own journal page or, you know, it's just something that kind of triggers a reaction in you to want to do something, whether it's something like they're doing or just making you want to rush to pick up your paintbrush or your pencils. So really, it's, it's it can be anything. It can be absolutely anything. If it makes you want to paint or want to draw or want to write or want to do, you know, your creative pursuit in any way, whatever it is, that trigger is what I would call the inspiration. So what about imitation then? How would you define that and what makes it so different from inspiration? Well, I think imitation is when you create something that could pretty much have been created by the person whose work you're using for inspiration. So that could be, you know, even not too, totally deliberately, as in you're using a tutorial. So you're not you're not deliberately going out to mimic someone, but obviously if you're following their tutorial, it's going to look like them, isn't it? Yeah. Or if you're studying a particular artist who you love, and then that work will start coming out into your own but very very similarly not just little elements of it because you're totally focused on that one person if I think of word imitation it immediately says and it's just trigger words and it's probably awful so fake or copy yeah do you know what I mean yeah. uh, they spring to mind it's almost like and this would be a disaster if I tried this if I decided that I wanted to paint like you yeah really detailed and laws and I actually um studied you know the techniques and all that mm-hmm. not only would I be completely covered in oil paint <laughs> the majority of the time even if I eventually mastered it it wouldn't be mine I would be just basically imitating you yeah and we've seen my imitations of you they're not very good are they? <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I'd define imitation as modeling your artwork on someone else's pretty much what you've said and there's no doubt you know it can be really useful when you want to learn new techniques particularly when you're a beginner as long as you then don't claim that the work is entirely your own but that's like a whole other area and we've got a future episode coming up haven't we where we talk about that um, to a copyright expert so we won't talk about that now but persistently imitating someone that you admire you know it comes with various problems too not just for the person who's um, imitating but also the artist that you're imitating too so um so imagine that you've got a style which you call your own it's taken you years to develop it you've worked really hard to get there or let's say for example that you paint stylized nudes and one of the things that make a piece recognizably yours is that you always give them huge knobbly hands and feet god i wonder what you're gonna say then (laughs) (laughs) when the word knobbly uh, came out you always (laughs) think the worst (laughs) so imagine that somebody else starts doing exactly the same thing and and posts their you know, nudes online with their big knobbly hands and feet. You know, imagine. Please stop saying knobbly. <laughs> imagine, imagine how you would feel as the original artist, because you know viewers might assume that that work is yours without even checking out the name of the artist. So you know that would be really frustrating, wouldn't it? Um, or it might be as simple as the way you lay your brush strokes that makes a piece recognizably recognizably yours. Now, you know, if you're Perhaps if you like the way someone lays their brush strokes, and there's no harm at all in experimenting with that in your own work and then developing it. But 
when you not only emulate their brush strokes, but then also perhaps paint the kind of subjects that they paint and even use their color palette, you know, that's when it becomes more of an issue. And I can think of an example of this, which I've spoken about in the past. There's a really, really popular artist online who I won't name, but she does the most beautiful paintings. And the way she lays her brush strokes is really what makes her paintings distinctly hers. But, you know, she also does a lot of workshops. She's written a tutorial book on her techniques and she's got a huge number of followers. But I've, I've sort of um, watched her work for a long, long time and I noticed as her popularity grew so did the number of artists who were copying her style and I will use the word copying because as well as the style they were painting exactly the same subjects that she was painting too now obviously what she's got in her favor is her own signature because at the end of the day she's still she and, and they'll never be her but still I can't help feeling that it's a shame when people you know kind of pluck a style off the shelf you know it's a difference between something that's unique and something that's off the rack if you like yeah I guess that's almost like you can imagine if someone wanted to buy her work can't you mm. and but they couldn't really afford it they would then look to one of these other people that do similar stuff. Yeah, I suppose it's whether you want a painting because it's a painting that looks like that or you kind of, part of you is more of a collector and wants something by yeah. that artist. Yeah, you definitely. Know. Yeah. And I think it's fine to start by mimicking the way other people draw a painting. I mean, that's the way we all learn, isn't it, essentially? But if you stick really rigidly to that and you don't put something of yourself into it, it can stop you discovering your own style. Yeah, and, and I just... Can I just cut in there quickly? Because, they, yeah. you know, if somebody said to me, oh, wow, your your artwork really reminds me of so-and-so, there's two ways of looking at that. I could think, oh, wow, gosh, to be, um, you know, compared with that amazing artist is such a, a compliment. But on the other hand, do I, I, I want to be... Um, I want to be Sandra Busby, the artist who paints like Sandra Busby. I don't want to necessarily be likened to someone else because there's a little bit of a downside to that as well. As it means, well, if you're reminding, if so, if I remind them of someone else, then it almost means, well, then who am I? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Sorry to yeah, butt I mean, in I, then, but no, there's going to always be people who have. There's always going to be similarities, isn't there? Yeah. Because if you paint a certain type of subject, yeah. realistically, people are always going to kind of almost categorise you a little bit yeah. within the thing. But it's just, if you sat, say, your painting of a still life of a glass with someone else's, you know, can you see the differences? Yeah. Even though they're of a similar genre, isn't exactly. it? It's, it's like music, isn't it? You'll, everything will get shoved in a box, that is a type of music, like heavy metal, our favourite. <laughs> um, <laughs> or, you know what I mean, yeah. or country. But within those different boxes, there are a whole range of things, aren't there? Yeah, totally, yeah. That's quite clever. For me, isn't it? <laughs> um, and, and like you said, if you are going to be competing with another artist, as in if you're doing a very similar thing, uh, they're always going to be... Well, probably always going to be better than you because they're always a few years ahead of you and more experienced in that type of thing. So in an ideal world, you really want to be able to tell that piece is yours and you should be able to like post it online and someone know that's your work. Yeah. And kind of, that's my aim as well. 
I know you think it's mine, but I think that's because you know me. <laughs> so if you're going to go to art workshops or take online classes or, you know, do some sort of online study, it's probably better to do that for a mix of artists rather than just one. So that way you get inspiration from different places, don't you, rather than just, just emulating one person and one style. Um, it's funny because it, it's almost like the thing I just said about music. If you think about art movements... They're very much like that. They're more about inspiration, aren't they? I yeah. guess they, it started off with, say, say you've got Impressionist. It started off with people painting in a similarish style, and then they all took it in their different directions. Yeah. And I'm really a crappy history, art history buff. So I had to do a bit of looking up on this. But apparently, like the Impressionists, it did start because they were kind of, I guess, rebelling against the way people were painting at the time. Yeah. And a group of young artists went out painting outside together. And whereas at the time people would only do that as like preliminary sketches, they would do that to be the final work. That's so, right, yeah. So they were, again, all categorised in a box as impressionist. Mm. But their work, even though it probably started off similar because they were all going out together, all went off in different directions. And they weren't taken seriously for a very long time either, were they? No, they weren't allowed to put the front in an exhibition. Yeah. They weren't allowed in it no, because right. their work was just not seen as worthy. Yeah. Which is amazing how yeah. things change, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. It's, it's almost the other way around now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I used to paint um, from time to time with a lady who I have such an admiration for. And she really is a true living master. And she has a lot of artists who visit her studio um, and paint along cider and um you know i started noticing as i went along that quite a lot of the paintings in her studio that were by the students that she was working with were it was hard to almost differentiate between um you know well i mean she was obviously the master but the actual students themselves were you know they're not only painting in her style but also her subjects as well and even her props you know so you yeah. and and as much as they were all absolutely as talented artists there comes a point doesn't there where you have to think mm, okay well i I'm, i've learned these techniques and so now i need to make i need to bring this to my own artwork and make my own art that's that is definitely me but i could literally not tell you know one artist from the other i mean i stopped going in the end more because of time than anything else um but still i never wanted to stifle my chances of finding my own style and i think that can be a problem if you're not aware of it and it's one of those things that you can kind of be blind to you're so focused on being as good as that person that you forget to try your own things you know yeah, I guess what it, what it is, say you go like to see someone like her, is you really want to learn how to paint or how to paint well. Yeah. But then once you know to a certain level of how to paint well, that is kind of all you can learn from her. Obviously, you can learn little bits more, but you've learned all you can, like you're saying, and then you basically have to take those techniques and go off on your own. Uh, yeah. And, do, and, so, yeah. and sometimes you might not even agree with certain techniques. You might think, actually, yeah. no, that doesn't work for me. You know, I mean, they, you know, everybody would perhaps paint on the same sort of canvas, you know, the same primer, this sort of thing. And I didn't, I mean, and the, the same medium that she used. And I didn't like the medium she used for me. It worked very well for her. But I didn't like that medium. And I didn't like 
the the surface that um I was painting on either. So, you know, I would I wouldn't there are people that literally will just do everything the same and I I never did that. I mean that we can all learn, can't we, from copying other people's work to some extent. We can, certainly we can all learn from that. And I think the trick is though is to use some of the bits we particularly like to improve our own work, but to discard the bits we don't until eventually, you know, it becomes our own. It becomes our own style. I mean, you might love the way that one artist uses light in their paintings. You might love the way another artist lays their brush strokes. You know, you might like the subjects another artist paints or the colour palette of someone else. But, you know, you can take all these little things and you can use them to improve what you enjoy about your own work. Yeah, I mean, that's a bit like a quote. Have you read Austin Kleon Still Like an Artist? Yeah, I've got that, actually. I've got that book. It's really good, yeah, well, isn't it? Well, I've, I've got it on Kindle, but there's a quote in there by cartoonist Gary Panter, and it says, if you have one person you're influenced by, everyone will say that you are the next whoever. But if you rip off 100 people, everyone will say you're original. So true. It is. And, and I guess it's, it's that thing of taking all different influences from all over the place, mm. isn't it? So you're not considered this poor copy of one person. You're considered like, wow, how did you come up with those ideas? But it's those tiny little elements you've taken from all over the place. Mm. I'm probably going off topic a little bit here, but, you know, one of the ways I realised my own style was spending practically a whole year just not looking at anyone else's art at all. Um, I really didn't want to let myself be over-influenced. And I think that came from being, you know, doing some uh, time at the college, you know. Um, I started, I decided I'd do an arts degree and I, it really wasn't for me. I felt so stifled and so, um, like, I was being steered to be the artist that they think you should be. And I wanted to be my own, if you know what I mean. So yeah. that really put me off. So I basically left um, and thought, no, I'm, I'm just going to, paint by myself and paint the things I want to paint in the style I want to paint them and I kind of developed that way but you know I think one of the things that's happening nowadays is that a lot of budding artists are spending way too much time just looking at Instagram and Facebook and scrolling through the art and, and YouTube channels and I think the problem with that I mean there, there is a lot to be said for it but you know by never taking time away from all of that you don't allow your brain to you know the quiet it needs to be inspired by the things directly around you so you know that's why when I, I talk about it all the time don't I? when I walk the dog I very rarely have my phone on it's usually on silent or do not disturb and it's amazing you know the ideas you can have while you're wandering along with just no distractions at all you know so to, to make a point of taking proper time away from the screen and any kind of other influences and embrace the quiet i mean that's one thing i don't think we get anywhere near enough of these days and quite honestly as humans we weren't designed to be constantly bombarded with the information that we're subjected to nowadays and you know it's no wonder people suffer with mental health so much more so so bear that in mind you know the next time you're looking for inspiration don't necessarily go on the internet and think well oh, i wonder what so and so's painting instead look at what's actually around you because so many people are kind of painting in a similar style and i think that's probably why maybe yeah i guess so and it's probably like the trap we've been talking about is when you like someone and you're just 
mimicking that one person mm. i think as well yeah probably a lot and, and you probably get quite a few people that are mimicking one person yeah I and mean, it's weird it's i know some things i've drawn like you know i was doing those doodly men the doodly black yes. and white yeah. with a dog mm. well they originally came from looking at deb weir's work yeah but they weren't no, they, like her they, they? no they weren't like hers but they did come from thinking oh you know i don't have to i could paint faces but they don't have to be mm. this realistic type thing well that's the difference isn't it between you being inspired yes. by her and not yeah. just not copying you you were yeah. inspired by what she did and decided to try something like that you. yourself yeah. but but not in the same way but what you were saying about going outside for the walk you know mm. in in the quiet i saw something the other day i think i might might give a go um during this find your style thing and that was a person was going out with a camera just taking pictures of maybe textures and you know maybe you get like broken text things like that you know from an old poster that's been pulled down different colors because you can almost get a color scheme out of a photograph yeah. as well and i think that might be a quite nice thing to try i'm gonna have to put that on my list i, think, I can't remember what I'm <laughs> or not. but just just have all these different elements from photos that you could pull into there almost like an inspiration folder where you could... yeah like a mood board i guess yeah. but a different type of because i also think of mood boards as say a collection of the artist you like yeah. or the art you like yeah. but that's a different different kind yeah. of one isn't it so I've just thought of another artist who is imitated a lot, and that's Bob Ross. You know Bob Ross? Who doesn't love yes, Bob Ross? Yes, yeah. His happy little trees. And, you know, he was a genius at what he did. And people, you know, really can learn from him. He was such a good teacher. You know, but wouldn't you rather produce your own painting and introduce the way he uses light into it or something rather than produce something that looks like a Bob Ross painting? Because so many people do that. And you're never going to be Bob Ross. You know, what you want to be is as good as him, but still be you. I've already got a painting style, but I've got to say sketching is a different matter. It's taken me a long time to finally feel like, you know, a sketching style is creeping up on me. And, and yeah, I've looked at lots of sketches and admired their stuff and experimented with their styles, but I've never kind of stuck to anything. But recently I came a across a sketcher called... Um, Mark Taro Holmes, you've heard of him, Tara. Yeah, I told you about you about him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, it was really interesting because, you know, the way he approaches his sketching when he sketches people is very similar to the way I initially kind of approach it too. So I've been really inspired by him because, you know, I love, for instance, how he hatches and I've been introducing some of his techniques into my own sketches, but I still want them to feel like they're coming naturally to me. If I had to kind of force something, then I know it's not right. It still needs to feel like it's it's still mine. So I'm using some of his tips to help me improve what I was already doing, if you like. Um, but going back where to where we can find inspiration, you know, I find inspiration in sort of all kinds of places. You know, it might just be from art outside of my own but more often it's in the things I see directly around me something that just catches my eye and I've also got um we were talking about sort of um having an inspiration board weren't we well I've got on my iPad a folder which is actually called inspiration and it's full of images I've seen or taken which I love um and I can use them as kind of prompts for a later date if I kind of have a block or something I know Tara that you really like to collect inspiration don't you on Pinterest so explain how how that works how you use that 
Yeah, I've just got this board on Pinterest. It's a private board, so only I can see it. And I collect on there sort of abstracty type faces and you can actually send them from Instagram so anything I like on Instagram I'll send that to my Pinterest board and it's all purely for me just to get inspired by really um yeah I mean I do do what you do a little bit as well and have you know a few photos but but more I guess this board and it's just stuff I totally love Mm. but I mean really is anything original I don't know if if there is anything totally original I think Everything is inspired by something, even if you don't actually know it. Yeah. I don't know about you, but subconscious slips in, doesn't it? Oh, I agree. Yeah, definitely. And, and there was this experiment once. I don't know if you've ever watched it, and I might have mentioned it before, a Darren Brown experiment. Yeah, I think I can remember you talking about this. But for anyone who hasn't heard, basically Darren Brown in the UK is like, a, I guess, a hypnotist type magician yeah. mind sort of person, isn't he? And he did this experiment with two advertising men. And he asked them to come up with an ad campaign. He put them in this room and he gave them what he wanted this campaign to be about. And so they pitched him the idea and then he showed them the sketches that he'd done earlier that basically was the same as their campaign idea. Right. Which you think, well, how it wasn't like magicianry, it wasn't no. like, you know, he'd suddenly done it. But it turns out what he'd done is he had them picked up in a taxi and driven them past certain points. And I guess sat, sat them, you know, waiting at certain points. So there was like an elephant on some building or something. He'd sort of set this all up so they'd see certain things on the way. And I guess they'd hear certain things because it was in his own taxi. So basically without them knowing he'd input all the information into the head that would get them to come out with the idea that he wanted them to. So they're being influenced without even realising that they're being influenced. Yes, they they had no idea. It was only when he went back and told them, the reason you probably got this elephant is because I had this, you know, sign, there was a sign put up on the way, all all this type of thing. And it's it's the same thing, not, not so much about subconscious, but different things being inspired by other sort of media like do you remember that whatsapp advert whatsapp advert whatsapp oh no what oh, i'm not doing it you know that bud budweiser think about that oh that, that one. one yeah because <laughs> that was apparently inspired by a film and with um they were all making those silly noises and going what's that <laughs> so that came from there so like not nothing really is no, original whether whether we know no or not no and it's funny because i've had people actually email me and i'm sure i've said this in the past and say oh you know i really want to paint some marbles but i don't want you to think i'm copying you is it okay if i paint marbles and i'm like well yeah absolutely you know i haven't got <laughs> ownership of yeah. marbles you paint what you like it's, but you know it's nice that people do it in their own way there's you know it's, it's just very different thing it's a very very different thing i mean ultimately it, it can't feel anywhere near as good can it when you stand back from your painting and you think "Ooh, you know that's so close to so-and-so's artwork you know as it is to stand back and know that that image has come solely from you even if you're not quite as happy with it because you're still developing but at the end of the day that means you created it and you can say that's truly come from you know your own self there's there's no better feeling than that i i think and that's what you're aiming for to develop your own style of work and to be proud to call it yours yeah and so even if if it does start off with copy and it's got to be that development that comes after yeah. that isn't it yeah so are we on to our previous question yes i think we are okay so the previous question is what are your creative goals for 2020 
And oh, and it's me at the first question, isn't it? Yeah. So it, the first answer was from Emily Dubious, and it's to finish a project for once. I'm going to list my top 10 favorite ideas slash unfinished projects and pick one and set it some clear cut limits. Then try and finish it. Then find a cool way to display it or present it so it's in some kind of tangible form. God, I know that focus problem. (laughs) And I've got illustrated mix. After two years, move house, touch wood, hope, beg, etc. And organise my boxes of art stuff so I have an area to plan my goals. And I've got Jessica Maybury and she says, I'm going to finish a goddamn novel like a badass. (laughs) A goddamn novel manuscript like a badass. (laughs) I'd like to see that. Okay, I hope I get this right. Chopin back? Is that right? Yep. Yeah, deliberately gave that to you. Yeah, I used to call her shopping bag in the end because I just yeah. couldn't pronounce it. <laughs> she says to create regularly. Well, that's a pretty good goal, I think. And I've got Inklets, which is actually Nick Tate West. And she says, get all of my inking cleaned up, find a small space nearby for a little studio slash shop and develop the online passive income screen I've been procrastinating on for a while. Well, I've got Lynn Choir Artist and she's got a list of 10 goals. Um, My goal, I think, would be to make sure I do three or four of them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my goal would be to shorten the list. (laughs) Yeah. So number one, draw every day. Number two, attend more drawing studios. Three, visit more galleries. Four, complete the 12 weeks of the artist's way book. Five, start commissioning graphic, graphic, graphite portraits. Six, create many yards of dyed block printed or screen printed fabrics to sell. Seven, submit my first repeated surface design to a spoonflower challenge. Eight, be in a group art exhibition. Nine, overcome my fear of drawing in public by hinging an urban sketching group. I think she means hanging. Uh, You know, I think you might be right. (laughs) Create, and number 10, create something outside of these mediums each month, like a woven wall hanging, piece of jewellery, etc. Well, that is a huge amount to undertake, um, isn't it? I mean, wow, hats off. Yeah, good (laughs) luck with that. Good good luck, yeah. Cheryl Martin, continue to keep up my poetry, try to collaborate with others, do a book with John Monroe, continue to draw, take up wood burning, continue to bring creative projects to my clients and grandkids. What is wood burning? Is it where you burn art it's, into wood? Yeah, you know those little tools? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm. I did that when I was a kid and I, I often think about that when I was about seven I did that. They used to do these taster things at my school where you tried little things. I think, fancy giving a kid a wood burning tool. <laughs> well, health and safety wouldn't allow it these days, would no. they? <laughs> but they won't even let kids play conkers in a playground these days. I think it's really? terrible. Yeah, it's sad. <laughs> I have one thing to say about health and safety. I just think, yeah. well, look where you're going. And if you don't, well, it's tough. <laughs> yeah. But then that's, that's just how I feel. Anyway, Angie Safford, keep up with you guys and sell my crafts. I've got Chastity, am I saying that right? Chastity Raymer, to create daily, even if it's a sloppy poem or half-assed attempt at drawing faces. Create, create, create. Absolutely. I've got Alan Green. I would like to make some money out of creating art. No master plan as to how yet, but the desire is there. Oh, I'm with you there, Alan. Mm. And then I've got Hilary Milner. She says to eventually finish writing my autograph 
autobiographical audiobook so that I can then record it. Lurgy has stopped play. Oh dear, hopefully you're better now. Um, Kathy yeah. Richardson, just to sketch every day. This is so hard for me because I always put everything else first. I think that's where you just have to make it a priority. If it's important to you, then make it, you know, top of the list. Well, it needs to do what you do yeah, and do it do first, it first thing. before anything yes. else. Yeah, and it's done. Yeah. I've got Erica Besson and she says, trying to fit creativity into life with a soon newborn baby oh, wow. and the other two small kids. Mm. As much for the sake of my sanity as for keeping a part of myself in the newborn baby haze. Wish me luck. <laughs> Best of luck, Erica. And congratulations, by the way. Um, Catherine J. Maver. My goal is to get half the kick in the creatives prompts done in a month. I know, given the insane pace of my life, that more than half is probably unrealistic. And at the end of the day, that's what these prompts are, are for. These challenges are for. They're just to get you to create more than you normally would. Um, it's great if you can finish and complete a challenge, but if you can't, if your life doesn't allow it, just, you know, you, you know, you can change the, the challenges to suit you. And that's what it's about. Yeah, I've got Chris Cart and the answer is my goal is to keep laughing at my messes while learning to possibly avoid more of the same. I also want to let my craziness pop through the prompts. I may not love while making them mine. <laughs> so she doesn't like the prompts. <laughs> it's all about fun for me. You don't have to use a prompt. Yes. Uh, you Come know, we up get with this, your own. We get this a lot, don't we? We get people saying, oh, I'm off prompt today. You know, I've got to clarify this. The prompts are only there as a um, a tool to use when you just can't think of anything. So they're, you know, they're just they're there. A prompt. They're, well, they're a prompt if you need a prompt. But, you know, you yeah. don't have to follow the prompts at all. And um, we've, no. we've also got Teresa Jolif Cameron. She says to build a creative routine and to remove the phrase, but I'm not an artist from my response when someone asks if I sell my work or if I could do a commission for them. And oh, you've got another got one because I messed up. <laughs> Arwen Volks to write, illustrate and self-publish at least one book this year, but three would be even better. <laughs> wow, that's some going. Amazing. I've got Adrian Sutherland and she says to absorb myself in art as much as possible this year. Art is my therapy, inspiration, companion and motivation to do other things. And I've got Victoria Xiao Thian Chan. Now you gave me that one on purpose, didn't you? I did, you? yeah. <laughs> I hope I've pronounced that right. I'm sorry, Victoria, if I've got that wrong. Um, she says, I want to create works that are worthy to be exhibited at events like Arts Week. I'm too late for this year's Arts Week, but maybe next year. Hopefully I can also sell some artwork while I'm at it. I normally do sketches and practice pieces. Um, I want to try to make more art pieces that can be displayed and exhibited and with more concept and thought put into it, probably even spanning a few days. Another thing I want to do is paint from life instead of from photos a lot more, even if it's just at home. Yeah, I think that's that's a good idea. And actually, I, I want to be doing more of that too. Yeah, well, we're off in March, aren't we? Yes. So do a bit yeah. of drawing then. Mm. Uh, and I've got Hazel Charles, and she says, to inspire others to believe that there is an artist inside everyone, to believe is achieve. Margaret Gray says, keep up the practice I have established in the last few months. Work more from my own references and use my imagination more in my work. We've got a I've lot got, of answers, haven't we? Huge yeah. amount. <laughs> I've got Kim Stremel and she says, draw more from life. You've got another one as well. Uh, oh, have I? Mm. You've got Colin Pigeon. Oh, 
I've just nicked yours. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I've got Colin Pigeon trying to deliver a big community arts project to my neighbourhood. Great plan, that one is. Brilliant. Ruth Hall, I want to write a haiku every day. Well, I had to look up what haiku was. And, and Three-line poem, isn't it? It's a th- did you know that or did you look that up? No, I knew that. I knew that. Why didn't I know that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but for anyone else who doesn't know, like me, it's a really short Japanese poem with a limited number of sentences, words and syllables. So that's I found that quite interesting. Um We've also got Kristen, sorry, Kirsten Ross to finish one work of art a day, mostly my sketch pages, but anything visually creative will work. And I've got Carrie Finney and she says, draw a portrait of someone every day from life. Post it on here. <sighs> and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Brand new question. Brand What's the new, new question? Brand new question uh, we've got for you this week. And that is... If for some reason you were no longer ever allowed or able to create artwork ever again, what other hobby, creative or otherwise, would you pursue instead and why? OK, you're not going to ask me that usual then. Go on. No, 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 I'm going to ask you. I am going to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> what would you, you do? Know, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I think maybe I'd quite like to probably, properly try to learn the guitar again. I have hmm. attempted it before. Yeah. What about you? Write, I would be a writer, yes. I'd write yeah. novels. Yeah. So, as always, you can tweet your answers at Kick Creatives or let us know in the Facebook group, which you, if you haven't joined, I suggest you do. We'll also put the question up there on, on the Facebook page and, of course, on our Instagram page, Kick in the Creatives. And don't forget to pop over to our website at kickinthecreatives.com to find out how you can take part in some of our upcoming creative challenges. And, of course, there you can also subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you're enjoying the podcast, we would be really grateful if you'd leave us just a little review on itunes or even just a star rating if you don't have much time and please don't forget to share the episodes with your other arty friends also don't forget to check out and subscribe to our weekly youtube videos art kick sundays they're light-hearted and fun although we're also putting in some vlogging and all sorts in there now so if you want to chuckle check out the ones we've aired so far And don't forget, if you enjoy what we do and you'd like to help support us here at Kick in the Creatives, you can now support us by buying us a coffee and you can find the link to do that on our website. So that's it. All done. Yeah, that's it. Until next time. All right. See see you you soon. soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you did, perhaps you'd like to share it and leave a review for us on iTunes. Back soon. Welcome to today's episode where we will be talking about art inspiration versus imitation and anything is anything. Oh God, Jesus, I can't do you. <laughs> that does not sound like me. <laughs> I'm trying to get all oh the inflection. God. Should I try again? I don't inflect. I don't do inflect. I inflect. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Welcome to today's episode where we will be talking about art inspiration versus invitation and is anything really original? And what not, what not? <laughs> I don't yeah, think I well- can do this. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. In today's podcast, podcast. I can't do it either. <laughs> you can't do it either. Actually, no, I need to not inflect at all. Oh, you said I'm really monotone. <laughs> 
welcome to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do you know what? I think we better abandon this idea. (laughs) Everyone will be going, what the hell have I tuned into? The only way we can do it is if you wear a brown wig and I wear a blonde wig. And that's it really, isn't it? Yeah, but then nobody can see us. No, I know. Can they? (laughs) (laughs) One day we'll be brave and we'll do a video podcast. Yeah. Or podcast. I think we should, yeah. 